My goddaughter feeds me with ideas for these episodes, uh, and she just fed me one now, which included stuff I didn't know. And she brought it to my attention that iron, not ions, you know, iron, I-R-O-N, is created by stars dying okay and I I had to google it because if I did know this and I should have because I did physics when I was young but I'm old now so you forget right a uh, a red giant that type of star explodes and it dies and um, I presume um, just scatters debris did you like the French debris (laughs) Hey, baby. <laughs> um, debris. Um, debris. All in every direction. And a lot of that debris is iron. Yeah, I have to say it like an American because I've been talking about ions. I-O-N in recent episodes. So, you know, I have to say it like an American. Iron, you know. Okay. Iron. Okay. Um, so... Debris just scatters, you know. Um, a red dwarf star um, explodes, destroys itself, you know, collapses, bang, you know, and smash bits and pieces everywhere. Right. Now, all those bits and pieces are attracted to each other uh, through gravity, you know, and um, as far as I know, that's because all the bits and pieces of matter are in space. Uh, they bend space around them and the um, other bits of matter fall into that bent space. That's how I understand gravity. You know, the, it's a space-bending game that matter plays, Yeah. So it's almost like they suck each... Every bit of matter sucks every bit of, other bit of matter towards it. Anyway, what happens is you've got this debris... Uh, all bits and pieces of debris everywhere and um, it starts to uh, come together, you know, and, you know, bang, two bits of debris come together, you know, and then another little tiny bit of debris uh, sort of floats towards it and some, some of it's, you know, a lot of debris is moving and you end up with big clumps of debris um, all joined together, you know, which become planets, you know. And then some, I suppose, would they form stars, new stars, you know? Is that true, you know? Um, uh, Somehow, uh, you know, they become very massive and just the sheer force of gravity, what happens there? Does it it create nuclear fission, you know, the sheer weight? Well, you know, when bits of debris, you know, get too numerous, you know, when they clump together into bits of, uh, into supersized... Um, asteroids, <laughs> asteroids, <laughs> supersized uh, bits of matter, um, and and they just collapse under their own weight, and all the bits and pieces, um, you know, end up through you know breaking up and ending up, and they end up he- helium and hydrogen, and giving off lots of heat and becoming stars, and then other bits of debris that are now the size of planets come flying by, um, and. They get captured by those stars, but not quite, you know, some, a lot of those bits of debris just fall into the stars, but some are just very few, are, are, are travelling just at the right speed, 
and at the right angle such that they start circling those stars. Is that how it all happens, you know? Um, and, you know, that's how, maybe how we've got our solar system. And a lot of that debris is iron. Um, and all sorts of other things too. You know, carbon and all that sort of stuff, you know. And a lot of, you know, atoms are breaking up and reforming nuclear fission, nuclear fusion, and eventually you get a planet like Earth. Okay. Um, and, um, and then... At some point, you know, the Earth was just circling our sun after this process and uh, the first single-cell organism uh, came into being, you know, via a mechanism I don't understand. But somehow a cell nucleus and a cell wall formed in exactly the same, you know, know, cubic nanometer, you know, which blows my mind. But, you know, um, I'm no scientist, so... um, it appears to have happened because here I am. Right, now, um, was there iron? Did that first single cell organism you know, use as one of its ingredients iron? Um, I actually don't know the answer to that. I'm assuming yes. Uh, be, and, uh, well, I'm not assuming, I'm guessing. You know. I don't assume, you know, sometimes, sometimes people say, if you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. But often you know, people say, oh, you just assumed something there. And I say, well, no, no, I was just guessing. You know, not everything's an assumption. Many things that are called an assumption are actually just a guess. And sometimes an educated guess. Uh, okay, now, um, I'm not hanging my hat on it. It would only be an assumption if I hung my hat on it. And I'm not hanging my hat on it. I'm learning when you're learning, you're not hanging your hat on anything, so it's never an assumption, you know, except to the extent that you, you're sort of saying it's an assumption. Right, now, uh, let's just say there's, uh, there was iron, you know, because the very first single-cell organism, you know, um, was formed, it had to be formed out of whatever was available, you know, whatever little, um, whatever atoms were available to it at that moment in time when it formed, um, and maybe iron, the iron atoms were included in the uh, mixture you know, as one of the ingredients you know, when uh, God was making this little pie, you know, um, and cooking it in some muddy thermal swamp somewhere. Right. Um, okay. Single, and I presume it had iron in it, but it, I suppose it didn't have to have iron in it. You know, maybe it didn't have iron in it and... Uh, cell, you know, cells started to replicate and diversify and, and sucked iron in later. You know, it's one of the two, isn't it? It was either there from the start or sucked it in later. Yeah. But eventually, one way or another, we ended up with cells called blood cells and all sorts of other cells too. Di- life, you know, life started to diversify. Yeah. Just like non-life that's inorganic material, you know, was changing shape all over the place. You know, our planets forming, you know, nuclear fission, nuclear fusion, you know, that's all the stuff of physics, the stuff of physics, you know. Um, and then, um, uh, and chemistry. Um, and then, you know, life came into being and, you know, in order to study that stuff, in contradistinction, contradistinction 
to the other staff. Um, we we uh, we tend to look at that with a, a very special focus, and we and that special focus is called biology. But it's all connected, you know. We, it's all unified. Um, I've been listening to a chemistry lecturer from Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and he's talking about chemistry. And you would, you know, you'd almost think, oh, typical Westerner. He's just talking about chemistry in a bubble, um, you know. Whereas, you know, other cultures um, wouldn't, you know, they they treat the whole thing holistically, you know. Um, you know, and Westerners, you know, they, they talk about biology and they talk about chemistry and they talk about physics as three different disciplines. Uh, but as I listened to him, yeah, I was reminded that, yes, it was even true when I was doing physics when I was young, and I've forgotten it all, but it was even true when I was turn, learning physics that in, um, as I was being taught physics, uh, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't in ignorance of chemistry and biology. Um, it was just we were focusing on one part of the natural universe mostly, but not forgetting the other parts. So whilst physics lecturers were teaching me physics, they tended to bring in examples from, you know, they, they were talking about chemistry and biology at the same time and inorganic stuff too. Well, there's inorganic chemistry, isn't there? All right, organic chemistry. All right, there's a lot going on. Okay, but it is holistic, you know. You know when I'm listening to this chemistry lecturer, he is, well, he's, talk, he's always talking about everything from Shakespeare to, you know, poetry and um, myths and legends. You know, he goes back to Greek mythology all the time and um, Eastern philosophy and all that sort of stuff. It's all woven into his lectures and, um, and uh, the actual measurable stuff which is what he's focusing on um, emerges um, in relief from all of that you know so he's, he's not he's not saying forget all that stuff you know he's saying I'm going to teach you chemistry but you know within the tapestry of everything that we know you know everything that all cultures and humans speak about but I'll show you what you know which bit of that is called chemistry yeah, and I imagine he could just move over into a physics class because he was a genius, the guy I was listening to. Um, it's the Massachusetts Institute of Technology uh, Chemistry Lectures. You should be able to Google that in your podcasting app. Um, and he's wonderful. Um, a bit bossy, but I like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so, um, so that's that. So, yeah, uh, eventually blood cells came to be. Um, and then my goddaughter and I ended up keeping on talking um, and we were, you know, we're having little brainwaves at exactly the same moment. That's when you're in sync with someone. When, aha, yes, true, that's right. And what about this? And then she says, yes, and what about that? Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And, you, you know, you go for it. And that, they're the most fun conversations for me. I enjoy those. Anyway, um, and we said, oh, wow, you know, and she was Googling, and so was I, um, bacteria and all that sort of stuff, you know, the origins of life and all this sort of thing. And we're looking at just all the different types of organism. And then she said something like, oh, my goodness, you know, we are so insignificant according to, you know, against all this life, you know. And then I said, yes, you're right. Um, you know, after we die, you know, this, this planet is still going to be teeming with life, 
And she said yes. And um, and then and one of us said, you know, and then it's all going to stay, you know, we'll be all, and maybe all, I think she said, um, and all the humans and animals, you know, all the complex, what she was getting at, all the complex life forms will die off possibly. You know, if we, if we create too much pollution or whatever, or have a nuclear explosion, and um, and then I think I, and then one of us said, um, yeah, but there'll still be bacteria and all that sort of stuff, and then that stuff, you know, the earth will slowly settle down and slowly evolve, you know, and then one of us said, oh yeah, and then you know, eventually a, a new life forms will come to be more complex life forms, and suddenly, eventually something that is thinking will come about again but it won't be a human and you know and then it'll wonder about its own existence eventually we didn't say it in these words i'm just paraphrasing and um and we'll start inventing gods and all that sort of stuff and the whole cycle will that was her words and the cycle the whole cycle will start all over again you know without without us you know so there we have it you know we'd have a situation where you know for example god's chosen would be a life form uh, that has nothing to do with us humans. Oh, we weren't God's chosen after all. Yeah, well, we never thought we were, did we? Okay, and that's the end of it. Now, there was a meme that started all this, and I ended up liking it. And I'll read it. And um, my goddaughter sent me the meme. I'd better find it. Hang on, I'm scrolling through. Um, because we always start with an idea and here's the meme that she sent me and she's quoting someone called Zia Tong who I assume to be some sort of ancient Chinese philosopher in the first instance but turns out to be someone a lot young you know someone born in 1972 so someone young um, and a female too I thought it was you know I guess a male right and the quote is the iron, that's iron, iron, the iron that makes our blood red was made in the final, final moments before a star died. Okay. For all of us, then, our very lifeblood began with a spectacular death in a solar system. Yeah, I like that. The iron that makes our blood red was made in the final moments before a star died. All right, just to aid and assist my comprehension, my, my guess and my bet is um, that, it, that our iron might have originated from plenty of stars which died that died many stars that died i don't know you know is that the way it works or does a does a red giant die and a solar system is formed with the debris of only that red star i don't know the answer to that um okay so that's one thing um and then she says for all of us then our very uh, lifeblood began with a spectacular A single, you know, spectacular death in a solar system, you know, which you could sort of say a star system, um, 
We tend to reserve the word solar system for our own. That's our local word, isn't it? I mean, they're all very similar. Look, our solar system is a star system, um, but we tend to reserve the word solar. Now, now that's interesting. So if everything in our solar system um, is formed from the debris of a red star, of a single red star, you know, that exploded hereabouts, you know, and we're the next iteration, we're the next big thing uh, from that debris, you know, and then eventually we'll explode, our sun will explode too, and then another, what happens then? Another solar system comes along, you know, it's just boom, you know, um, and then cluster, 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 sun, star system is formed, planets, 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 and then boom, you know, smashes into bits, and then, you know, the whole cycle uh, repeats over and over. Is that what happens? Now, if so, um, now, hang on. The universe is only 14.7 billion years old. How old is our Earth? I mean, yeah, all right, our solar system. Um, hang on, just give me a second. Age of, I'm Googling here, I should do this on my own time, not yours. <laughs> Age of old person, people. <laughs> Age of solar system. Age of solar system. You can do this stuff very quickly. 4.6 billion years. Okay, Earth, 4.6 billion years, roughly. Okay whole universe 14.7 billion years so if it is that sort of cycle a, a star a red star a, a red giant explodes and then another solar system comes along um, if that cycle let's say we're halfway through that cycle now hang on oh geez see I should google now how long it will take for our solar system to explode um, Oh, come on, I'll waste your time. Hang on. Um, there hasn't been enough time for more than a couple of solar systems, has there? Solar systems. Okay. Um, age. Uh, how long will... Uh, I love you, it says. Our sun last. Okay, here we go. Another five billion years. So about 10 billion years. Oh, that's... There wasn't time for a previous solar system. Ooh. I'll leave that alone. You know. Um, a solar, if a solar system like ours existed before, well, it didn't have enough time. Uh, because 14 points... 40, there was a... Uh, there would have been just enough time, maybe... You know, so there can only be one before us, can there? You know, yeah, that's interesting. You know, this is assuming that you know that cycle that I just mentioned. You know, star grows, star dies, star grows. We're in phase two. You know, according to that, as far as I can tell, there hasn't been much time, has there, since the Big Bang? The universe is not very old. It's not significantly older than the Earth. Yeah. There's rocks in Western Australia which are probably only um, a third as old as the entire universe. Is that true? I'll leave that alone now. That's enough for that.
given that little pondering there about how young the universe is compared to uh, the uh, lifespan of the earth for example the universe is incredibly young it's only just started Uh, given that little pondering uh, let me think Um, I'm inclined to think that we aren't the debris of a a solar system prior to this solar system, you know, that we're not the next iteration. There hasn't been enough time. My guess, and the answer would be on Google somewhere, but I'm not going to look it up. This podcast is not supposed to be informative. It's not supposed... You know, I'm not here, uh, you know, to educate. I'm just here to have a chat. Uh, Google it it yourself, you know. Um, But um, given that... um, I'm inclined to think that probably um, my bet is that red stars, you know, red giants have been exploding all over the joint here and there um, before the earth was formed and um, a lot of that debris from multiple stars maybe uh, ended up the earth. And, uh, and that, of course, you know, uh, we're still getting bombarded by bits of that debris, hence meteorites. Uh, we had a big meteor uh, land near my brother's joint. Not in my lifetime. <laughs> a long time ago. Okay, no, wait a minute. It might have been in our lifetime. Was it 1970 or something? No, I, I can't remember. I saw it in the news once, you know, but I can't remember whether it was... Um, you know, 40 years ago or 40,000 years ago or 40 million years ago, you know, so I'm not a detail kind of guy. All right. Anyway, you know, and we're still getting bombarded by... So when a meteorite... Sorry, when a meteor lands and becomes a meteorite, um, that the iron, if, if it's got iron in it, I think they've mostly got iron. Sometimes they're only iron, are they? Um, I, um, I believe... Um, yeah, maybe that came... There might be two meteors that land on Earth. One could have come from one red giant exploding, you know, billion years ago, and another billions of years ago, and another meteor that comes five minutes later could have come from a red, another red giant that exploded, you know, two billion years before that. You know, is that possible? Uh, at the moment, I'll guess the answer to that is yes. In which case, you know, I would alter the grammar in that lady's um, meme not that that is relevant (laughs) to the meme to what the meme was trying to say it doesn't matter Uh, none of this podcast matters till next time